Welcome to this BJSM podcast and it's a great pleasure to share some experience from a couple of real experts in elite team clinical care. So we're actually at the Leaders in Performance meeting taping this in London and it's a meeting where the best managers, um, sports medicine teams, business people are getting together and saying what does it take to have absolute excellence. And I'm going to begin with Rob Swire, and he's been a physiotherapist at uh, Manchester United for 22 years. And the focus of this first podcast is about the screening element. So we're talking to clinicians who work with teams, and you're deciding how you screen your athletes and how you prepare them, how you decide who's at risk. And we're going to get the Manchester United perspective on that first from Rob Swire, and then we're going to talk to Stane Vandenbrooken, who was with West Ham previously and is now at Moscow Dynamo. Rob, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you. And we're in the home of Chelsea, a place you've probably had some famous <laughs> wins. <laughs> been here a few times. Okay. So tell our listeners how you prepare the season. You've got Manchester United coming into a season, and you think, what do you think about it at the start of a season? Yeah, well, we, um, we usually have a plan. We have lots of meetings between the, the whole support staff about the plan for the coming season. There's new technologies coming in, uh, developments from any problems we've had perhaps the year before. So we have a, a grand master plan of what we're going to aim for that year. And then um, the first contact with the players is a, a screening. Uh, it's about three hours it takes on the, on the players. Uh, various aspects of that, so medical screening, uh, you know, general health screening, ultrasound screenings, um, fitness tests, the whole flexibility, strength, everything sort of measured out. About three hours per play. We set up uh, in the gym, put little cubicles in, and the players move around between all these stations. There's podiatry involved, vision assessments, uh, nutrition, all sorts of things. So that's the first contact that we have with the players. Um, and then we go through all that. We analyse it afterwards. So that's perhaps the difficulty arises from that. You, you measure each player, 80 players are the full-time players, with um, three hours each of screening, hundreds of actually measurements of, of, of each player almost, and then 80 players as well. So you have an awful lot of data there. And you, the problem you have with that is what do you do about it afterwards? Some of it you do just want it as a, as a baseline. So you do just type it up, sit it there, and that's it. And you might come back to it later if you need to refer back to it. But other stuff you, you're wanting to use to uh, either prevent injuries or improve performance or that type of thing. But you have a lot of data to try to analyse. And that's the problem we've had for years. Really. And it's curious, as a team, does that take you about a week or two weeks to get through all those players? Three days we tend to do. We'll do the youth team one day, reserves another day, and the first team another day in various orders. So that's what it is. So we'll, we'll look at doing two or three sittings for the players, depending on the size of the squad. So a morning and afternoon, two sittings. Sometimes you have to squeeze a third in if the squad's big enough for that. Okay. And so then let's talk about um, looking to prevent injuries. What's your focus on that part? How do you use that screening data to prevent injuries? That's a problem. That is a problem. There's a lot of data there. You hear of things, you know, you read all the research and everything like that, but it's difficult when you're working in sport every day uh, you haven't got the expertise, you haven't got the time to perhaps keep up to date with all the latest research, uh, although you do your best. Uh, and, but it's the interactions of some of these, these factors that you're measuring as well. That's where we started using Spartanova, which was a, a revelation almost. When we first looked at it 18 months ago, it was unbelievable. It was exactly what we were looking for from the, um, 
all this data we'd had for years. I mean, 15 years ago, we first started doing some screening. It's gradually built up over the time. And we've got vast volumes of spreadsheets sitting there and uh, knowing what to do about them. And then this was all of a sudden one package which gave you the, the lot. Uh, it was very similar to the testing we were doing with some advancements as well. So we were quite happy to swap over. It wasn't a big, massive jump in the, the measurements we were doing. Uh, so we, we decided to move over to this package. We just started it this pre-season. But following the measurements instantly, you've got the feedback on the, um, the all the interactions uh, of these things. So I mean, something like, say, you look at hamstring flexibility and hamstring strength to give you a vulnerability to hamstring injury. That's a, a basic thing, what we were trying to look at before. Now it links other you know, jump test scores and, and jump distance scores and, and other factors as well to look at your vulnerability to hamstring injury so you get a much better picture of it than just the basic parameters. So it'll give you a, a susceptibility to injury in the major joints uh, and the major muscle groups. It gives you a good visual, hits you in the, in the face straight away. So the players love that. It's a you know, dashboard, uh, green, orange, red type system, percentage score for the, your risk of that. Um, now you can get various packages do that or, or your ver versions of that. But the next stage of that is what you actually do about it. All right, you, you see that someone's got a 67% vulnerability to an injury. All well and good, but what do you do? Immediately again, it's got a, your injury correction program for you there as well as a touch of a button, bang, it comes up with a, a very good database, a very detailed database of quite advanced level exercises. There's lots of databases out there, but they're often very basic because they're a bit scared of trying to give you something advanced. But the Spartan Nova system has very advanced uh, exercises in. You can add your own into it as well. It's all in a structured way, different levels for uh, you know, level one, two, three, four. Within those, there's different exercises within it, so you can have lots of variation and variety and custom make an exercise programme for a specific player, done and dusted for you. And that gives us a good chance to introduce Stain van der Brucken, who, as I mentioned earlier, is working with Moscow Dynamo now. And Stain, you're renowned for being very practical in your approach in terms of being very exercise-oriented and very rehab-oriented. Mm -hmm. And you've developed some of the exercises that are in the Spartanova package, I understand? Yes. When I was younger, I think four or five years ago, I've met Spartanova here first time on uh, Leaders of Performance. And my, my big question was then, um, we need something. I, I'm a pragmatic surfing on a wave of... Uh, science and I needed this wave of science to be supported by somebody because I believe in open source and we all face the same problems in football clubs but everybody just works on their own little house and uh, try to reinvent the hot water and I always believe you have to go back to the basics and Spartanova produced this for me to uh, the basics of science you get all your basics right then there's room for pragmatic approach and to improve your uh, prevention work and rehab work. So in this case we're talking about the exercises that the screening, if we take that hamstring example, there was a 67% risk of having a hamstring injury, presumably. And then what would a listener to the podcast uh, see when they click on the next step? So what, what are some of the hamstring exercises they might see on the Spartanova site? On the Spartanova site they can see more progressions of uh, exercises. They get closer to game situations, yes. They're a little, I always believe, train movements, yes. Think systems. So what we do, we start from the game. 
we look at the game, individual, how the player moves, how he reacts, what is his task, what are his strong points and his weak points, and then we cut in a little puzzles and we start to create exercises from the end product and not the other way around. That's going to resonate with our listeners for sure because that's what they're, what they're working on, so that's fantastic, thank you. Um, Rob, did you want to add anything to this part? So we're talking about screening, we're talking about acting on that, it's something we haven't shared on that particular component. It'll address the components for that specific person, so if a lot of the injury vulnerability, say for the hamstring, we sit with that, if it's flexibility, it'll give you the flexibility exercises. If your flexibility is very good, it'll give you what you miss. It might be strength, which you know, there's standard ones you would expect, but it might be balance or coordination uh, type exercise as well if, you, if you've got a problem there. A whole variety of things. Is, the spotting other people here might be able to... The, the, the system gives you support. Yes. Yeah. It makes sure that you clicked all your boxes and then it leaves room to individualise. Yeah. If we would remember everything we ever forgotten, we would be great. Yes, and that's why Spartanova gives you always creates the environment of professionalism that you always have the whole spectrum of things you need to reduce the risk factors. Sure, so it's like having a checklist and uh, the screening, which we have as clinicians, we have checklists anyway. We have a, a formula you are collecting your screening information on a checklist previously, yeah. and then Spartanova provides that for you and then directs you to exercises. Yeah, and it becomes alive because. Before we used an Excel file, we kept all the data, we reflect on the data, but now the data and the risk factors, they, uh, they interact with each other. And risk factors come and go. And we adapt to the situation, the players adapt to the situation, and that's how you improve to prevention. And just our listeners are obviously um, cognizant of conflicts of interest and people being paid to promote uh, drugs and drug companies and things. And so we need to make a point here, as we'll do in the blurb with this, that um, BJSM doesn't have any sponsorship from Spartanova and uh, we're not being paid in any way for this and uh, you guys um, aren't uh, shareholders or anything in Spartanova. So no, just we, using we pay for it. You pay <laughs> <Yes>. for it. <laughs> okay. So I think we're comfortable to say that we don't have a competing interest. Um, you've looked at other programs that try and deliver this so let's talk about what people might be finding briefly and what the limitations are so if someone's looking on the web for say a screening service um, what are the limitations of the other ones that you know you didn't choose I think the the biggest advantage here is the, the actual action plan afterwards leading you into an exercise program for the player which you can modify and adjust and add to and everything like that but it gives you something there straight away uh, it's the only package I'm aware of that does that, although you know, maybe there are some out there. But, sure. uh, it's the only one that I know that even thinks about doing that. They yeah. all have ones that identify problems and then throw it back to you as to what to do about it. Which you can know, but you might have 80 people to, to screen, so 80 people's a, a lot to try and do all at once. You screen them, they want an answer the next day. Yeah. You can't wait three months and then give them an answer. Yeah. You want it straight away. Yeah. You, you can also streamline it down the line, so if you've got a, a proneness for the hamstrings, if you stick with that, um, you don't have to do the full rescreen in a month's time. You can give them an exercise program and then just repeat the ones that make them vulnerable to the hamstring injury. Repeat that and then if it's adapted, it's fine and they haven't got that problem again, you, you perhaps concentrate on something else. It, it won't be specific to one injury as well. It will, it will give you a whole, you know, whole exercise program for your whole body as well, not just one thing. 
and from what you were telling me before, and you ran the workshop on this at Leaders in Performance, Rob, there are certain functional tests that um, if people pass, then um, it gives you a signal not to drill down more deeply on that particular area. That's something we're looking at, yeah, because time is a, an issue. You, you can get through the, the full screening with this system in about an hour if things go fine and perfect, and often things don't, so it can be a little bit more sometimes. And we've got 80 full-time players that we want to screen. You can manage that within the pre-season because usually it's sort of planned in. But once that's out of the way, it's very difficult to do 80 people as a follow-up for the whole thing. The advantage with Spartanova, it has good advanced tests as well. It doesn't give that very basic uh, assessments. So functional ones as well where you're jumping, so 10 repeated tuck jumps. And you look at the quality of the movement. Now, we've got the ability to do it on a force plate. So I thought initially, oh, we'll, we'll jump to the next stage, we'll go on a force plate. But you don't need to do that. You, you want to look at the quality of the movement. And if they can do 10 tuck jumps in the right quality, there's not much wrong with them. And if they can do the, the distance hop jumps as well and hold it at the end, uh, there's not much wrong with them. So you can almost streamline it down into those, uh, just doing those, which only takes you a few minutes. And then you can look at repeating that. If there's a problem there, then you can perhaps expand it because uh, it won't tell you where the problem is. If you say that you're not performing the most functional tests in a functional, good manner, you, you're struggling somehow. It won't tell you how it will say you're struggling. So then you have to go uh, and look more detail into that. But it cuts out a lot of the players who you would hope can do it uh, in an advanced, appropriate way. So then you can spend a lot more time on just the maybe 10 players who were struggling with it. You can spend a lot more time on them and get to the bottom of it. It's very important to have that big screen. You can't just streamline. You can't streamline it straight away. I think you need the big screen. But then, in terms of follow-ups, you can. You need a total picture. And that's a great place to close this first podcast because uh, we're going to move on to what you do during the season. But I think we've had a nice discussion of how a couple of elite team clinicians do screening at the beginning of a season. Some opportunities to potentially use some technology to make that better for certain um, folks. And if people have other suggestions of things that are working for them, we'll be welcome to hear from those at BJSM. And you can just email karam.khan at ubc.ca, for example, and there's links. So BJSM is easy to communicate with. We're very open to people sharing ideas. We want to uh, be inclusive rather than exclusive, but it's great to get some insight from a couple of folks who are at leading international football clubs sharing their inside thoughts. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.